Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. We are continuing the book of Nehemiah by reading chapters 6 and 7. Sambalat, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies found out that I had finished rebuilding the wall and that no gaps remained, though we had not yet set up the doors and the gates. So Sambalat and Geshem sent a message asking me to meet them at one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But I realized that they were plotting to harm me, so I replied by sending this message to them. I am engaged in a great work, so I can't come. Why should I stop working to come and meet with you? Four times they sent the same message, and each time I gave them the same reply. The fifth time, Sambalat's servant came with an open letter in his hand, and this is what it said. There is a rumor among the surrounding nations, and Geshem tells me that it is true that you and the Jews are planning to rebel, and that is why you are rebuilding, that's why you are building the wall. According to his reports, you plan to be their king. He also reports that you have appointed prophets in Jerusalem to proclaim about you, Look, there is a king in Judah. You can be very sure that this report will get back to the king. I suggest that you come and talk it over with me. I replied, there is no truth in any part of your story. You are making up the whole thing. They were just trying to intimidate us, imagining that they could discourage us and stop the work. So I continued the work with even greater determination. Later, I went to visit Shemaiah, son of Delphiah, the grandson of Metabel, who was confined to his home. He said, Let us meet together inside the temple of God and bolt the door shut. Your enemies are coming to kill you tonight. But I replied, Should someone in my position run from danger? Should someone in my position enter the temple to save his life? No, I won't do it. I realized that God had not spoken to him, but that he had uttered this prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sambalat had hired him. They were hoping to intimidate me and make me sin. Then they would be able to accuse and discredit me. Remember, O my God, all the evil things that Tobiah and Sambalat have done. And remember Nodiah and the prophet and all the prophets like her who tried to intimidate us, to try to intimidate me. So on October the 2nd, the wall was finished, just 52 days after we had begun. When our enemies and surrounding nations heard about it, they were frightened and humiliated. They realized this work had been done with the help of our God. During those 52 days, many letters went back and forth between Tobiah and the nobles of Judah. For many in Judah had sworn allegiance to him because his father-in-law was Shechani, son of Era, and his son was Jehoiahan, was married to his to the daughter of Meshalam, son of Berechiah. 
They kept telling me about Tobiah's good deeds, and then they told him everything I said. And Tobiah kept sending threatening letters to intimidate me. After the wall was finished and I had set up the doors and the gates and the gatekeepers, singers, and Levites were appointed, I gave the responsibility of governing Jerusalem to my brother Hanani, along with Hananiah, the commander of the fortress. For he was a faithful man who feared God more than most. I said to them, Do not leave the gates open during the hottest part of the day, and even while the gatekeepers are on duty, have them shut and bar the doors. Appoint the residents of Jerusalem to act as guards, everyone on a regular watch. Some will serve a sentry post and some in front of their own homes. At that time, the city was large and spacious, but the population was small and none of the houses had been rebuilt. So my God gave me the idea to call together all the nobles and leaders of the city, along with the ordinary citizens, for registration. I had found that the genealogical record of those who had first returned to Judah, and this was written that this is what was written there. Here is the list of the Jewish exiles of the provinces who returned from their captivity. King Nebuchadnezzar had deported them to Babylon, but now they returned to Jerusalem and the other towns in Judah where they had originally lived. Their leaders were Zerubbabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, Sarariah, Realiah, Namanai, Mordecai, Bishan, Mispar, Bigva, Rehom, and Bana. This is the number of the men of Israel who returned from exile. From the family of Perosh, 2,172. The family of Shepanah, 372. From the family of Era, 652. From the family of Pamath Moab, descendants of Jeshua and Joab, 2,818. From the family of Elam, 1,254. From the family of Zatu, 845. From the family of Zakai, 760. From the family of Bani, 648. From the family of Bibai, 628. From the family of Asgad, 2,322 from the family of Adiakam 667 from the family of Bikva 2,067 from the family of Aden 655 from the family of Ater descendants of Hezekiah 98 from the family of Hashum 328 from the family of Bezai, 324. From the family of Jorah, 112. From the family of Gibar, 95. The people of Bethlehem and Nephtala, 188. The family of Anahoth, 128. The people of Beth Hazabeth, 42. The people of Keroth Jerem, Zephyrah, Baroth, 743. 
the people of Ramah and Geba, 621, the people of Michmash, 122, the people of Bethel and Ai, 123, the people of West Nebo, 52, the citizens of West Elam, 1,254, the citizens of Haram, 320, the citizens of Jericho, 345, the citizens of Lod, Hadad, and Ono, 721, the citizens of Sina, 3,930. These are the priests who returned from exile. The family of Jedediah through the line of Jeshua, 973. The family of Emer, 1,052. The family of Pashur, 1,247. The family of Haram, 1,017. These are the Levites who returned from exile, the families of Jeshua and Kadamel, descendants of Hodaviah, 74, the singers of the family of Asaph, 148, the gatekeepers of the families of Shalom, Ater, Talmon, Azved, Ataya, and Shobal, 138. The descendants of the following temple servants returned from exile. Ziha, Ashva, Tabuth, Kerosh, Siaha, Paden, Lebanon, Akazaba, Shantma, Hanan, Gilbel, Gehar, Riaha, Rizan, Nakoda, Gazum, Uza, Pasha, Besa, Minaham, Nashapam, Bakbuk, Hagbaka, Harfer, Bazuth, Medala, Harsha, Barkos, Sesera, Tima, Nezaha, and Haftaha. The descendants of these servants of King Solomon returned from exile Sotai, Asaphrahath, Peroda, Jala, Darkon, Gedel, Shephaliah, Atai, Pokeres, Hasapa, Amai, in all, the temple servants and the descendants of Solomon's servants numbered 392. Another group returned at this same time from the towns of Telmela, Telhasha, Kerob, Adan, and Emer. However, they could not prove that they or their families were descendants of Israel. This group included the families of Deliah, Tobiah, Nicodah, the total of 642 people. Three families of priests, Habiah, Hazak, Barzella, also returned. This Barzilla had married a woman who was a descendant of Barzilla of Gilead, and he had taken her family name. They searched for their names in all the genealogical records, but were but they were not found, so they were disqualified from serving as priests. The governor told them not to eat the priest's share of food from the sacrifices until a priest could consult the Lord about the matter using the Urim and the Thummim, the sacred lots. 
So a total of 42,360 people returned to Judah, in addition to 7,337 servants and 245 singers, both men and women. They took with them 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, and 6,720 donkeys. Some of the family leaders gave gifts for their work. The governor gave to the treasury 1,000 gold coins, 50 gold basins, and 530 robes for the priests. The other leaders gave to the treasury a total of 20,000 gold coins and some 2,750 pounds of silver for the work. The rest of the people gave 20,000 gold coins, about 2,500 pounds of silver, and 67 robes for the priests. So the priests, the Levites, the gatekeepers, the singers, the temple servants, and some of the common people settled near Jerusalem. The rest of the people returned to their own towns throughout Israel. And so in today's reading, we see that the task of rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem is completed and done so in a remarkably short amount of time, 52 days. We've seen in the reading that the people worked together They worked in the section that was before them, and God blessed their efforts. But as so often happens, as we've discussed before, when you are working for the Lord, opposition comes. False accusations came against against Nehemiah. His enemies were lying against him, but rather than him just accepting the accusations or trying to defend himself. He just simply said, there's no truth to any part of your story. You're making the whole thing up. How often when we are serving the Lord that we get distracted by the silliest of accusations, the silliest of opposition. We need to be like Nehemiah who just kept on working and did what needed to be done, no matter what. But just imagine what we could do if we would be like Nehemiah and the people of Jerusalem here, who refused to back down, who refused to be intimidated, and who worked together. You throw that together with the Lord's help, and literally we can do just about anything. We need to be called to do exactly the same as the church of Jesus Christ. That we work together, we will not be distracted, and we will give glory and praise to the God who makes all things happen according to His perfect plan. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.